0: are now entering a world. A world beyond our own dimension, where men are men. A world where men are the masters of their own destinies. A world where the laws of society no longer exist. This is the Society of Scoundrels. (laughs)
1: yo 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 what's up man we are back yes sir again again
0: with the this is a kind of a new format we're doing tonight
1: yeah
0: not a new format but uh, it's uh it's just two of us so yeah. this is kind of like a stripped back version of uh the society of scoundrels sos strips but uh for those that haven't listened before, and those that have, uh, welcome to the Society of Scoundrels once again. Uh, So this is going to be a little more, uh, a little looser format, I think, than some of the shows we've done um, in the past, just because of the fact that it's just me and Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Um, Anybody that's listened to our show for more than like four episodes, that shouldn't shock you that it's just me and Chris. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it's just the two of us tonight. But we'll we'll make it work.
1: I think we're gonna have fun. I yeah, mean, why not? We've only known each other over thirty years, so yeah,
0: that's true. I think uh, we can find enough I stuff think to we talk might about.
1: Have enough shit to talk about?
0: Yeah. yeah. So I didn't uh, normally. Chris and I hang out almost every weekend, but I know I had to I had to do some in this past weekend. Didn't get to yeah. hang out. But
1: what an asshole! Yeah, I know.
0: I know. Yeah. That's what I do.
1: That's okay. My weekend kind of gets shot to shit. I don't know if your wife a little conversation with you about it or not. It got shot to shit? <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if I was trying to do some July fourth festivities, right? And oh
0: yes, I did hear yeah, about this. To, I my forgot.
1: Own, to my own detriment, I assume that my family's gonna get along, right? Everybody's gonna be yeah. happy, everybody's gonna be good. So I'm like <laughs> you, I'm you idiot. A fucking <laughs> asshole, right? So I'm like, you know what? I I'll do everything at the house. Right. Right? So I went out and I got a whole bunch of like different cuts of chicken and everything. Right. Grilled everything out. Had my sister and her clan over. Had my mom and dad over. Yeah. um, Did the whole thing. Well, apparently, unbeknownst to me, like, my mom and my sister are not currently talking. All right? Which I know is weird, because you know my family. Those two are fucking thick as thieves. Two peas in a pod. So they're cutting each other fucking dirty looks the whole time. Right. Little snide comments here and there. And, you know, everybody's being real passive-aggressive and shit. Well... There wasn't you in your crew, right, or the neighbors or anything like that. So it was literally just us, right, and and it was kind of tense. So there's a point in time, well before your wife and, and son had come over. I was like, look, man, if you guys can't like just act like you're okay with each other and make this pleasurable for everybody else and pleasant, like you know, right? Like I dropped like four hundred dollars in fireworks and all the other crap, and you know, did everything in my house. It was like, I just, I, y'all gotta knock it off, yeah. Because I'm going to start doing some real heavy drinking to make right. all this palatable, right? And so I did. And then it started to get a little bit dusk, so we started shooting off fireworks and stuff. And then between my oldest niece, I was trying to tease with her, and I had, like, a smoke bomb, and I like blew blue smoke in her face. Right. Of course, she's, like, 16, so she's, like, super emotional now. Yeah. She goes storming upstairs. All mad at all you. All mad because I embarrassed her. In front of her family, nobody else is there. Right. And then my daughter's losing her mind because she doesn't have enough of this or that. And then the cousin's like, Well, I wanted some of these. And I'm like, You know what? The hell with it. Yeah. I'm going to go on the back porch where it's quiet. I'm going to drink by myself and you guys blow all this shit up. I'm fine with it. Well, then Carrie comes out there. Well, my dad and my brother in law come out there and I'm like, Look, you guys need to go up front. Like, I want to hang out by myself, right? Like, I'm fine. Y'all go blow shit up. And he's like, Oh, no, you bought the fireworks. You blow it up. I'm like, No, it's not how it works. Like, y'all blow shit up. Right. So then Carrie comes back there to kind of try to appease me, and then everybody just ends up piling up on the back porch. Right. And I'm like, oh, so I'm just not, you know, by myself, you know, being able to just relax, right? Right. And so it just, one thing led to another, and I was like, dude, if you guys aren't going to shoot off fireworks, I'm to throw them in the damn trash, because I'm not going out there and shooting off fireworks. Yeah. And so I think your your wife caught enough of an earful. She was like, I think we need to keep eye contact and back away slowly. <laughs> yeah. So I think she made a, uh, a pretty quick exit uh, with your son. So. Right. But yeah, so I mean, it was fantastic. July Fourth, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, she she <laughs> told me that night. I forgot about that. that yeah, they, that they came home. Yeah. yeah, she was like, I just I, it was too much going on there. I didn't want to be in the middle of their family drama, so I yeah. we just left. You
1: I was know, like, the, oh okay. And that's the thing, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm always the guy, like in our family, that's like, hey, you know. Chris will do something fun and goofy and silly and crazy. You know, right. let's go hang out with him. You know, he's like the dancing monkey. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I try to do nice things, you know, for the family and all that other kind of stuff. And then, like I said, you know, with our son being as young as he is, it's a lot easier to do things at the house typically. But I mean, if you're going to someone's house, whether you're related to them or not. Right. And you see that they've provided the main course. Right. And they've, they're grilling it. Yeah. And we're watching their TV on their porch and shooting off their fireworks and using their home, like, maybe put your stupid bullshit squabbles aside and be right. like, hey, let's let's try not to piss all over his fucking yeah, fun time. why don't we, yeah, maybe be appreciative of it <clears throat> But what, no, what, I have peed on. Yeah. Not Literally. No, that would have yeah. been more fun. Right. Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> Carrie still won't do it. Every time I ask someone to pee on me, they look at me like I'm a fucking weirdo. Is it really that weird of a request? Like, I'm the weirdo. Right. You sit on the couch next to me and fart, but you won't pee on me. That's I'm not the strange one. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, what the fuck, man? So, but, oh yeah. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. I mean, I... Think I would enjoy being peed on, but I've never <laughs> actually had it happen. I know figurative being pissed on is not fun. No, I think literal pissing on would be a little more fun. But I don't I think
0: that's weird, man. I, I don't.
1: <clears throat> what being I, pissed on? Yeah, I don't know. Really? If
0: somebody like, well, well, I mean, luckily, if this just is not something bu- my wife's into. Oh, but no. <laughs> if it was like, if I was a single dude and there was some girl that that was like what she wanted to do, I'd be like, all right, well, if we're in the shower. Maybe, like... Well, I don't want you peeing on my pillow.
1: No. I have to sleep there. No, <laughs> no. I get you there.
0: <laughs> like, if we, if we get in the shower, I might, like, let you try something. I don't know.
1: Okay. I'm on the fence. If it's kind of sh- weird. If you're in the shower with a chick and she wants to pee on your leg, it's not really getting peed on. Oh, well, that's what I was talking about. No. Like, and... I, I'm with you like I don't want you <laughs> peeing on my pillow because I have to sleep there right that Like doesn't let's count <laughs> yeah let's lay down some plastic or something but like you've gone down on chicks before right yeah so you're already getting bodily fluid in your face <laughs> that's true It's not and you know girls pee out of their vagina right that's true okay so there's always going to be remnants of that now let me ask you a question this might be a little bit too much information for the listeners do you eat ass Uh, I I'm not against it. Have you been known to eat ass in the past? Yeah. You know, poop comes from there. I prefer syrup. (laughs) But you know, like so, if if I'll do all that other stuff, right? Is peeing in my face really out of the scope of Oh, motherfucker, you nasty! Like, no, I was not really. Like, you ask me to eat your ass, but you're not gonna pee on me. I'm the weirdo. I don't think it's that weird. Right? It's just something that I'm like. I've never thought. Like, you know what? That would be really awesome if. Someone beat on me. <laughs> I, I don't know if it'd be really awesome, but I'm willing to try. I might. That might be like my thing. Yeah. You know? But I don't know because I've never be. tried it. You know? I mean. Yeah. Of course, know, I've also man. never been in the center of a fucking Bukkake gangbang either. I don't think I would enjoy that. I don't think I would either. But yeah. I mean, just. That seems really bad. There's not enough holes on my body for that. I don't think <laughs> it's not gonna. They'll find them. You know, that's right. They'll make some.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of the. You watched Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that episode where they where you started talking about jerking every dude off in the room at the at the yeah. tech conference or whatever it was? Yes. And then they got into the actual like scientific breakdown of how that could actually work. And how long it would take, <laughs> and how the guys would have to stand tip to tip, yeah. and he would have to be, they would be standing tip to tip, and he would go on the backstroke. He'd get one of them, and on the front stroke, he'd get the other, yeah. and he'd be in both hands, so he could do four dudes at once. And they get, <laughs> and they're like drawing on the, they're drawing on like a whiteboard and all this stuff, and like, and they're like, well, you have to, met, you have to set them up by, by their height, and he goes, no, no, no. You just have to set them up by their dick-to-floor ratio. And then he puts, or DTF, <laughs> and he writes it
1: on the board. <laughs> it's the funniest shit, man. Yeah. the uh, show was great, man. Yeah. You know another show I thoroughly miss, and I don't think that it got its just due? What's that? Because I think <clears throat> by the time it came out people in our generation knew who the guy was and kind of understood the comedy and appreciated it, but I think the younger generation didn't, was Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, like I said, Larry David's a a genius, right? Oh, yeah.
0: I haven't watched that whole thing, but I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it's
1: fucking hilarious, but like, I I don't think that... Because it was about a decade after Seinfeld, maybe 12 years after Seinfeld, and I, I love Seinfeld. Kerry fucking hates Seinfeld. I
0: thought Seinfeld was good, too.
1: But once again, maybe an unpopular opinion. I don't know if you agree or not, because I don't know if we've discussed this, but Larry David's the funny one. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's just fucking lucky. Correct. I watched Jerry Seinfeld stand up, and I'm like, dude, you are fucking bad at yeah, this. Yeah, it's not funny. How did you become famous and rich? And then how were you picked up for Seinfeld... As Jerry Seinfeld with some hilarious Jewish fella. Right. Writing for you. Right. Like, it just, I, I don't. Everybody in that show was funnier yeah. than Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Dude, Jerry Seinfeld's opening acts in stand-up were funnier than fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I, I, I've i never laughed at a single fucking joke that guy's told. I yeah. do think he's interesting in um uh, uh, comedians, in comedians cars, and cars getting get coffee, coffee. But it's only because. He also strikes me as an asshole. Yeah, I think he is an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see the Larry King uh, interview where he did, like, B-movie or whatever? Because um, you know Larry... No, K- oh, yeah, where he's like, yeah.
0: he's like you
1: quit. You they quit. Didn't, you weren't canceled, you right, weren't Jerry? Canceled. Yeah. You like, didn't know this? No one told you this? You think
0: I got canceled? Right,
1: yeah, dude. He got... You gave it up. Legitimately offended by yeah. that yeah qu- But Larry King's also been known to ask some really stupid fucking questions.
0: Larry King is kind of another example of one of those ones where you're like... Fucking lucky. He's gotten all these awards for like what great interview skills he has. And I'm like, I've watched Larry King interviews. They're not like that... It's not like that riveting. No. No. It's not like he made some groundbreaking discovery in an interview that... I mean, I'm not saying he never has. Maybe he has. I don't know. I've never seen all of his interviews, but for the most part, the ones that I've seen, I'm like, he's not. I mean,
1: Barbara Walters. I guess he's okay. Oprah's better. Yeah, Oprah's better. Yeah.
0: Oprah can make everybody cry.
1: Do you know? Like, it took me up until like five years ago to realize that the Harpo production company is just Oprah backwards. (sighs) Really? I never knew that. That's funny. I always saw the Harpo logo, and I'm like. Harpo. It's, it's a yeah, that's a weird fucking name. And then I was like, yeah. oh, that's Oprah backwards. Oprah. Good. Good. That's funny. Yeah.
0: Did you uh did you yeah. see the Connor McGregor thing?
1: I didn't watch the actual fight I as didn't it either. played out, but I watched the replays. Oh,
0: that ankle dude.
1: And the post fight interviews. Did you hear those fucking guys shit talking each other? Oh my God. Yeah. McGregor's on the ground. In a splint. Telling him he's going to murder his family in their sleep. And talking about his wife being such a slut, she's in his fucking DMs. Yeah. Like, dude, if you wanted to protect yourself, you can't. Like, you're laying on the ground with a broken... Yeah. So bad, Joe Rogan had to take a fucking knee and sit next to you to interview you. To interview
0: yeah, to talk to you.
1: But, yeah, I think McGregor, like, I'll give him credit, him promoting Proper 12, I fucking love Proper 12. Yeah, way better than Jameson's. Yeah, I'll I never, tried it and it was good. Yeah, I will never buy another bottle of Jameson's in my entire life. Matter of fact, the last bottle of Proper Twelve I bought, it lasted me a day and a half. Was it? Did your brother in law brought it over? Uh, Clay. Clay brought it. Clay's the first time I yeah I tasted it. That's right. And the last bottle I bought came with like a little kin sized Barbie doll freaking uh Proper Twelve hoodie. Really that came on top of the bottle. It's kind of neat. So I'll never buy another bottle of Jameson's, but Conor McGregor has gotten so fucking cocky in that shitty ass Irish cockney accent. Have you noticed it's gotten a lot fucking heavier in the last few years? Yeah, he used to not be that bad with it. You can't. You need. It's like watching fucking Brad Pitt in Snatch, dude. You need fucking subtitles when the guy talks now. It's terrible. And um, I think, I think he's entertaining, but he needs to retire. And I
0: like Conor McGregor, like he's he's fascinating to watch but also I agree with you like he needs to kind of hang it up yeah and I think after that fight with uh mayweather yeah. I don't know he just went into the stratosphere with the with his arrogance like he already had arrogance yeah but that was kind of like what he did yeah but he was also funny and then yeah. like but you should be more humble in defeat, at least. Right. Like, you could be cocky up to the fight. That's fine. I don't agree with talking shit about the man's wife. That's, no. I think that's kind of like... I think there's kind of an unwritten rule in most sports. Like, you can talk shit to the person, but yeah. don't bring their family into it. Exactly. But, but I mean, if he wants to talk all the shit he wants before the fight, all of them do that. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them do that. But, um, you know... When you're defeated and you're laying on the ground with a snapped ankle. Yeah. You know, at that point, I think you should be like, look, you know, yeah, we're going to have to settle this later because I hurt myself. Yeah. Or whatever. It was a doctor stoppage. That's fine. But to keep talking the shit, it's just like, dude, come on, man. Right. Like, you didn't win. No. So why are you still talking shit? You might not have lost because you got knocked out, but...
1: You didn't win. You You definitely didn't win. You broke your own leg on someone. You still lost because you broke your leg. Right. Whether he broke your leg or you kicked him so hard you broke your own leg. Yeah, good for you, man. Let's give you a pat on the back and talk about how big your dick is. Because you kicked so hard, you broke your leg on the opponent. Right. But that leg break did not take him down. No. It took you down. You you know? And that's what I'm saying. Once you start – and that thing was fucking brutal looking. Like, I – I went through and re-watched um, that fight, and you can see where he initially either fractured or partially broke his ankle about 30 seconds before he rotated on that fucker and snapped it in half. Yeah. And I mean, you can see exactly where he broke it when he made contact. I mean, Ugh. so like his whole ankle shifted about an inch and a half to the outside after yeah, that, was that pretty inside close. leg kick, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Did
0: you ever see the Anderson Silva one? Yeah, that one was even nastier.
1: Yeah, because it broke like mid shin, and he just yeah, like, and it just <laughs> flopped around his leg,
0: and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then he tried to stand back on it, and it yeah. just collapsed underneath him. And I'm like, "Oh,
1: that looks makes like, me cringe, man." Looks like a pirate on a peg leg. That's awful. <laughs> dude, that's another fighter, dude. Talking about fighters that I lost a lot of respect for that I used to love as a fighter, but he got too cocky. Uh, is Anderson Silva really he just when he got to the point to where he won titles in multiple weight divisions and realized he was a super badass which is awesome you're Mm, super badass right but then he gets out there and who was it was it Forrest Griffin that he dislodged his eye from his socket and he went running off out of the octagon when he got fucking knocked out but it was like the first half of the round Anderson Silva didn't even put up his fucking hands he just tucked him behind his back and was just kind of showboating. Right. Like, you know, dodging the fucking hits. Like, do we get it. You're good. Right. But just knock the fucking guy out. Right. Don't dodge 87 fucking, you know, punches. Yeah. To show off in front of the ca- crowd about how much of a pussy this guy is. Show him how much of a pussy he is by just knocking him out in eight seconds. Tyson used to do that shit all the time. Right. People spend hundreds of dollars and in- Fucking getting wings and frying fucking chicken and yeah. you know nacho platters and all that shit for the fucking Tyson fight and you watch all the uh, uh, prelim fights and you know all that uh, and Tyson throws fucking two punches knocks the guy out and I was like Jesus Christ it's like no that if he can do it do it yeah that's what you bought the pay per view for yeah I mean it
0: sucks you, you got know? another two hours that you thought you were paying for that's right. just it's <laughs> gonna be filler
1: right but but yeah I I lost I, I lost a lot of of. Respect for Anderson Silva when he started doing that. And the then-
0: only difference with Anderson Silva to me is like he in the octagon is where he did his thing, where right. like where he would toy with people, right? And he it was like a cat with a, a like a wounded mouse, you know, like mm-hmm. making these guys look silly. The greatest fighters in the world making them look ridiculous, yeah. like Forrest Griffin, who was like at the very top of his game, yeah, in the UFC, and he I mean the way he yeah dodged all these punches and then just hit him with a jab it didn't even look like a hard jab no. it just knocked his ass out perfectly fucking but, placed
1: yeah
0: um <clears throat> but the thing was like even after like after the fights though when it's over you didn't hear Anderson Silva keep talking a
1: bunch of shit right he'd go you know, over to the corner and like you know like bow to the dude and yeah. you know give him respect so yeah it's you're right like, yeah
0: so it was respectful Except while the fight was going on, and I do, I agree with you, I didn't like all the showboating that he did in the Octagon. Yeah. It, just because it was like, you know, if you if it's every now and then, I get it. Like, I understand these guys will every now and then taunt right. their opponent. Right. But he would do it all the time, and it actually <clears throat> got caught that one time. Um, who was he fighting? Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to, remember. to remember who he was.
1: That was the one where he got knocked on his ass, and he Was started- it Poirier? I think it was. He started crab walking to the fucking corner trying to get the fuck away from him.
0: Well, he tried. He did the shimmy thing yeah. and pretended like he got hurt and then he got popped and knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to say it, was, it wasn't it was Poirier. I don't think it was Poirier. A it was different one um, I'm thinking of. Uh, damn it. I can't remember who it was now, but he just... He got that lucky shot in on Anderson. And it's all because Anderson Silva was showboating. Like, if he hadn't been, there's no way he would have ever got that punch off.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, but... But... It's honestly kind of gotten to the point where I think I could take Conor McGregor now. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But, I mean, maybe while he's healing and in rehab, (laughs) probably. He's fucking hopping around on his little fucking peg leg. Yeah. Speaking of which, peg leg, it reminds me, I... I was on Reddit the other week and was reading a uh, fan theory about Peter Pan and rewriting or recreating Peter Pan as a live-action adult movie. The concept is Peter Pan steals children and takes them to Neverland because he wants to be surrounded by children because he is always a child. He cannot grow up. And once the Lost Boys get to a certain age, Mm -hmm. he murders them. Holy shit. Which is why he keeps coming and retrieving more children to bring in his Lost Boys. The reason Captain Hook and the pirates exist is because they are Lost Boys that escaped and got to the other side of Neverland who grew into adults. And now they have a major fucking problem with Peter Pan. And that's why they're so angry. And try to murder Peter Pan. Wow. Because they're escaped lost boys that grew up to become adults. Interesting. I'm like, that'd be neat. I'd go see that. That's a cool concept. Yeah. You know? I mean.
0: I mean, they're doing it with all these superhero movies and stuff. Like, what was the name of that movie where Superman was evil?
1: Um, Oh, yeah. um, Brightburn. Brightburn. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved that movie. I yeah. went into that movie. With that was the, a cool movie. I I think the reason I liked it so much is because I went into that movie thinking it was going to be something completely different. Because there wasn't a whole bunch of trailers and stuff other than tr- teaser trailers and shit. Right. So I thought it was going to be way more campy superhero Yeah. than what it was. Yeah. And it was fucking dark and gory and gruesome and demented and fucked up. Yeah. And it was Awesome. It was pretty cool. Dude, there's scenes where Carrie's like, ah, "Nope, no, no wow, damn, tell me when that's over. Fuck that. Yeah. The scene with his um with his uncle or whatever, mm-hmm. where he wrecks the car. Oh, yeah. Dude, Carrie's like the gurgling sound alone. Yeah, which is like jaw ch- hanging his Jaws all. hanging off his yeah. fucking face and he's choking on his own tongue. Yeah, it was fucked up. I'm like, dude, you're right though. The gurgling sound of him choking on his own blood was fucking terrible it was awful (laughs) you know um, but yeah that was that was a fantastic movie dude I love the shit out of that movie
0: the the other thing I was gonna tell you about this is interesting I um I discovered a new podcast okay that somebody was telling me about yesterday and I didn't even know this uh it's actually not a podcast it is a podcast but it's actually on Sirius XM make up your fucking mind dude you have XM I don't I canceled that shit years ago okay you still have
1: fucking Serious XM?
0: Yeah. Really? I do. But it was on it's on XM, but they also do shortened pieces of it as a podcast. Okay. And it's on I I've downloaded it on Spotify. I'm sure it's everywhere, but um it's called The Bonfire. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. It's Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Oh dude, I'd love the fuck out of that. It's it's pretty funny, man. Oh my god. And I I just started listening to it. I don't know like the context of everything that's going on in the show. Cause I don't know their whole dynamic and everything like that, yeah. but there's this girl and I think it's, it's obviously like it's big Jay Oakerson's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to one today and he was talking about that. He needed to get like an assistant. And because his girlfriend, Christine has been doing like all of his assistant stuff, and uh, I guess they live together or whatever. And he you mean was, like
1: blowjobs under the desk? Because that's what assistants do, right? Well, yeah.
0: Well, that's that's where I was going with this. Oh, God. so Dan Soder's <laughs> like, what kind of assistant do you want? And he's like, well, I don't know. I put in the application like, uh, big tits, horny, and uh, must be good with Microsoft Word <laughs> or something like that. And so, but then he was saying like, I I'm either like that or I get like maybe like this perfect specimen of a man who's like a like he's spanish or something yeah. like that and these guys start doing this these impressions of this guy and they were talking about how like his assistant this spanish guy is going to be trying to like bang christine yeah the whole time it was the funniest shit when they were doing their little spanish impressions it's called bonfire like, yes yay yes yay I, I i'm coming with it yeah and he was like christine Come away with me to the Cayman Islands. (laughs) I'll make love to you on the beach. It was really funny, but um, yeah, it's pretty funny, man. I I I was enjoying it. Yeah, it's called the the bonfire. Have to check um, that out.
1: Yeah, those guys are hilarious.
0: Anyway, I watch Big J Okerson. Yeah, his little um, snippets that they have, like that'll pop up on Facebook. Yeah, I follow him on there, and it it's just like bits from his his comedy act is so funny.
1: Yeah, he um he dude he's a fucking riot. You were you talking about uh Spanish accents and just accents and stuff in general is. Yeah. Like you and I have known each other for a while. Like at, I regurgitate and you do the same thing just random fucking movie lines and shit constantly. Oh yeah, right? So sitting in my office today and what's funny is I've been working with these people for a very long time and I talk to myself yeah. throughout the day, right? right? And I typically keep my office door open and everything like that, you know, because we have kind of a smaller, you know, office area. Right. So, you know, we can just kind of holler from room to room and stuff. Yeah. And um, one of my uh, female employees, excuse me, uh, was talking to another female employee and they were talking about some, some material that was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, it's sanitary. And she was like, well, we don't deal with sanitation. And I don't know what triggered. I holler <laughs> from my office like I thought you thought you was a sanitarium, <laughs> not a sanitation, right? Yeah. And So one of my one of my employees, she literally stands up from her desk, walks across the office in the main area, leans in through my door, and she goes, "Was that you?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sorry, my bad." And She goes, "What the hell was that?" And I was like, "Scarface, right?" She was like. What? I was like, you've never seen Scarface? She was like, no. I was like, before you clock in and come to work tomorrow, you must watch Scarface tonight. Right. And so then, for like the next 15 minutes, all I did was just scream random fucking lines of Scarface shit um, from behind my desk at my office. And she was like, what made you think of that? I was like, you said sanitary. And then the other lady was like, sanitation and then i was like <laughs> was a so but yeah dude, i do shit like that all the time <clears throat> what the worst thing is and i think we've talked about this before and i think you might have cut it out and i don't want you to cut any i don't mean to make you cut anything else out again but the whole word suggest the movie old school has ruined the word suggest for me because it reminds me of the very beginning when Luke Wilson gets in the cab, and he's like, oh, my belt's not working in right be <laughs> yeah. What do you suggest I do? <laughs> yeah.
0: Anytime I hear
1: somebody say the word suggest, or what "what do you suggest I do, the first <laughs> words trying to breach my teeth and lips is what the cab driver says to him. Yeah. And it is so hard for me to reel that back in and not yeah. say it, because that's something that'll get you fucking fired today.
0: Oh, yeah. You can't use <laughs> yeah. that word.
1: Yeah. No. You so. could
0: say the other f word anytime you want. Yeah, nobody really give bats an eye. But
1: yeah, you yeah no. you say the
0: that that it's like it's so funny because it wasn't. But five years ago, when it was still completely acceptable to say it, dude,
1: we we played smear the queer when we were I know. kids. <laughs> oh, you're holding the ball. You're the queer. <laughs> yeah, tackled right. You know, like it was I, just so. It's <clears throat> so
0: weird to me, and this... I, I mean, we talk about this all the time and it's like it's not meant the way that people take it. You know, like
1: it's not. It's all about when guys tease each intent. other and call each
0: other, you know I mean, I think you did it to Steve that one day.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I said it like ninety seven <laughs> times. You left the one in here. And I told Carrie when I went back and listened, it was like, yo, that thing came across aggressive, dude. I enunciated <laughs> it <was> really funny. <laughs> I enunciated that one.
0: But it was like, you didn't mean it in like, in any kind of malicious way towards anybody gay.
1: Well, and to that point, one of my really good friends, Matt, I went to him and his husband's wedding. Right. And had a blast. Right. And then after the wedding, Carrie and I hooked up with another male gay couple there. Right. that were from Florida and we went and hung out. We went, I can't remember which club we went to. We went to a drag show. And I'm a straight man with my wife that just came back from my buddy's gay wedding with a gay couple we just met while we were there at a drag show and I'm throwing dollar bills at dudes with their dicks duct taped to their butt cracks <laughs> more than I've ever thrown right. on stage at a fucking titty club. Right. And then some real good friends of ours too from Florida, uh you know her and her daughters. One of her daughters is is gay mm-hmm. and she married her wife and I went to a lesbian wedding. Right. And I it's getting to the point I feel like I'm getting old. Right. Right? Like I'll be 39 in a week in a c- couple days. Yeah. So I've gotten to the point to where I have just looked at things for so long to where I don't really get offended. Right. I don't and I don't mean anything offensively and I remember the days of Dave Chappelle. Right. on regular cable. Not even like pay-per-view, just cable. Oh, yeah. You know, like shit like that. And it's like, I think all that stuff's funny. And to me, everything is intent. So. Of course it is. If you know the person you're talking to is either in an interracial relationship or has homosexual friends or is accepting in the homosexual community or, you know, what have you. But they say the F-A-G word. Yeah. In passing. To a friend of theirs that they've known, or something like that. Once you take their temperament, their personality, their age, and the relationship they have with that person into account, right? You know, like I'm not out here with a sign "God hates fags" and I'm, you know, throwing right, rotten right tomatoes right. at gay right. people, right? It's just I bought Luke Bryan beer. Right, you guys should have called me out on that. Because it's Luke (laughs) Bryan. Right. My bad, you know? So, I mean, and Steve didn't want to drink an entire Luke Bryan beer. Right. And then he poured a half of it into a fucking class mug. Right. He should have been called that. Right. (laughs) You know? I I totally get it. He probably sucks as much dick as my buddy Matt. (laughs) (laughs) You know I mean? Like... (laughs) That confirmed it. <laughs> exactly. You know, but th- that's, that's my point is, you know, well,
0: it's the same there's thing. There's nothing malicious there. Right. It's the same thing with using like the word retarded. Like, dude, I don't mean anything towards people who have mental handicaps. Okay?
1: I feel bad for those people. As yes. much of an asshole as I am, I see them in public. I'm like, right. dude, I, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't have any malicious ill will or anything towards people like that, but I do. I'll
1: use the word retarded. Cause I've just used it my whole life. And yeah. it's like, you know why? Because you're not retarded. You shouldn't act like you are retarded. Right. So when you do something retarded, I'm going to ask if you're retarded. Right. You know? I mean, I ask my daughter that from time to time. And Carrie will cut me to stink eye with that kind of crap. Because I'm like, I get it. Right. She doesn't need to go to school and hear that word. Right. But she'll do something just absolutely ridiculous. Like, just off the fucking reservation ridiculous. And I catch myself. I'm like, are you retarded?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he cares like Jesus Christ. And I'm like shit. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. I uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's my bad. Right. So <laughs> she did. She did go to school last year and tell one of my jokes. Oh God! But she only remembered half of it. Oh boy! And so she told half of the joke and then started laughing hysterically in front of the her friends. Right. And the kindergarten teacher heard it, so she sent us an email wanting to know what the whole joke was. Luckily for us is we had a really cool uh, teacher last year Yeah, at Drayton before she went to Ashley River because I said a lot of things in email that probably should have had DSS called on <laughs> right. us. Uh, uh, our daughter was having issues with like just kind of like sitting down. Like She's really good at her classwork, but like kind of like me, she wants to talk to everybody and bullshit and whatever. She's like my son. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Right. Yeah. So great grades, but I guarantee you when you get the report cards like A, 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 B, A, A, A. Uh, needs to keep his hands to himself or needs to stay seated more or could use some quiet time you know like stuff like that right right? so we were having some issues and we had kind of emailed back and forth and what have you and so like the the attitude and everything had gotten much better right so her teacher emailed; she was like hey you know i I love what you and your wife are doing you know with with your, your daughter and you know she's she's come leaps and bounds thank you so much keep up the good work and i just responded off of a whim I was like, well, that's unfortunate because I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this cage I built in the backyard. (laughs) The whole plan was if she kept it up, I was going to lock her in the cage. Right. You can't say that to people anymore. Right. And I'm like, but I do. Right. Because once again, I I know my intention. Right. And I know a lot of people like us, you know. Right. That I wouldn't take you seriously if you were like, yeah, I built a cage for my son in the backyard and he keeps showing his ass. I'm going to lock him in it. He didn't even build a cage for him, right? You're not gonna lock him in a cage.
0: I'm not gonna change the way I talk <clears throat> for a couple of uptight cunts.
1: Exactly. Right? Thank you. No matter how many schools I gotta fucking take right. that kid to.
0: I don't care. Yeah. So. No, you're exactly right. I'm the same way. Like I'll find myself like joking with my wife in public and be like, "I will punch you in the mouth," and then I'm right. thinking like. Oh, these people around me probably think like I'm gonna take her home and beat her. <laughs> right. But my wife <laughs> thinks it's funny, she laughs. She knows <laughs> I would never hurt her. But
1: people are passing her yeah. notes in Target. Yeah. Are, are you okay? Hold yeah. up two fingers if you're not okay.
0: Yeah, you're watching, yeah, she's got her hand behind her back, she's doing that thing. Yeah, what is they, it? I just saw that the other hand. day. Yeah, what is that? I, I guess that's the new uh the new uh sign for like I'm in distress. And yeah,
1: the, but you're putting that all over the internet. Now motherfuckers that punch bitches know it. I saw the cheesiest video. And if he sees you doing this, he's going to punch you for it.
0: Yeah. This is a girl that we went to high school with together, so you might have seen it on her Facebook.
1: No, uh, probably.
0: Because this is where I saw it. And it was it was like, it was showing all these women, and I understand the intention of the commercial. It was just the way that it was presented was so cheesy. And it was like, they would show the woman walking by somebody else, or like a little girl or whatever. And they're like with this man, right? hmm And they're walking by and they would knock something out of the person's hand to get their attention as they walked by him. Mm-hmm. And then the person would turn around and be like, what the hell is that, you know? And then they've got their hand behind their back and they're doing that weird thing mm-hmm. where they're closing their hand, their fingers over their thumb. I know nobody can see what I'm doing right now. Yeah. But they've got their thumb tucked into their palm and they're closing their hand and they're like... like flashing the number like four. Like flashing... Yeah. Basically, and um, which is all fine. I didn't have a problem with that part. But then the person, in every instance, they showed it over and over again. In every instance where this was happening, the person would grab the phone, call 911, walk up to the guy, and take the person from him and shove the phone in their face. <laughs> and they did it with like this weird, it was just such a weird. Way to show this commercial. It yeah. was like every they showed it like f- ten different times, and in every instance, it was like they were flashing the thing, and the camera was like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh, they're being kidnapped or whatever." And then they call nine one one, and then they go over and they steal the person from them and they shove the phone in the face. And I'm like, "Okay, you got to stop doing yeah, this. You're not going to get away with that." This is really just kind of starting <laughs> to make me laugh now, <laughs> right, yeah.
1: because it's presented so poorly. Right. But so. I just realized I didn't tell you the joke. You didn't tell me the joke. No, it was a joke. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the whole joke, and then I'm going to tell you what she told her friends in front of the teacher. And then we got to drink a beer. Then we got to drink a beer. Yeah. Why did little Sally fall off of the swings? I don't know. Because she had no arms. (laughs) Shit. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Sally. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I told that to Carrie in the kitchen, forgetting that little ears are in the other room. So my daughter goes to school the next day and tells this joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Sally. And then laughs hysterically (laughs) and rolls her ass all over the fucking ground. So the teacher emails us wanting to know why Sally was not the one knocking at the door. So I had to, in an email, text the joke, like type it out in an email to the teacher. That's funny. (laughs) So that, that that was the joke that Carrie's like, you know, If we didn't have a pretty laid-back, easy-going teacher, like... And that's the thing. I'm having to look at stuff like that now, and I'm like, dude, I fucking... Everybody's such a pussy, man. Yeah. Like, I I can't be that much of an asshole. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I know I'm an asshole, but... Am I that much of an asshole, or is everyone else that fucking sensitive? I'm thinking everyone else is that sensitive.
0: I got my son with one the other day. I was like, you'll have to be my son in this in this scenario. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I
1: eat mop who? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I got gotcha. you. I get it.
0: Yeah, He and he said it, and he looks at me like, really? Really, dad? And I was like, yeah. Super unimpressed. right? I thought it was funny. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a dad
1: joke. It's funny. It's super, super unimpressed. I'm
0: a dad. I tell dad jokes.
1: <clears throat> well, that was the other one I I, I I told my daughter. And Carrie's like, yo, you got to like tweak the fucking punchline. And so I was like, why can't Tyrannosaurus Rexes make up the bed? She looks at me, she goes, because their arms are too short. And I was like, no, because they're extinct. What are you, retarded? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can't say the word retarded. So, <laughs> Yeah. I got to reframe the punchline now.
0: That's like the Brian Regan joke. The one that
1: he said he was like
0: super proud because this kid was like a real little boy. And he was like, dad, he was putting him to bed at night. He's like, dad, I have a joke for your act. And he was like, whoa. And he's like, my heart just starts beating fast. He's like, really? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, okay, what's the joke, buddy? And he goes, why can't dinosaurs talk? And he's like, I don't know. Why can't dinosaurs talk? He's like, because they're all dead.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> a true statement, though. <laughs> this is funny. All right, you want to drink one of these beers? Yeah, let's let's Let's, let's drink a beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It drank pretty good. Budweiser. I uh, name named some of them other beers. Miller. It drank pretty good, don't
0: it? All right. Hell cool. yeah. This is the longest we've ever gone before we did a beer review. <laughs> all
1: hey, right. You said we were playing it all loosey goosey. No, nah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a looser format. Who says these two assholes can't fucking talk to each other? Right? He needs a motherfucking guy. Yeah, screw them. bunch of fucking assholes. Oh, um, <clears throat> actually, no, I didn't, actually, I miss Steve. I know. I haven't seen Steve, he, and he's so fucking funny in like our text chain and shit.
0: He's a funny guy. Yeah,
1: That's I why haven't he's been seen on the him show, in forever. But, yeah, I mean, I see him at work, but. um... I see little videos of him going down, like, water slides with his son and shit, that his wife videos and stuff. I was shocked the other day. I saw
0: that, and I knew he'd been kind of, like, cutting weight. Yeah. But there was a picture of him with the wife and the kid at the water park, and I I was telling him about this. I was like, dude, you got fucking abs in the picture, man. Yeah. Where'd those come from? Yeah. I knew he had abs because he does a lot of working out, and he's obviously got crazy strong abdominal muscles, but I've never seen where he actually, like, had... Visible it abs. Defined abs. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and then I saw the gay video he posted on Instagram of him flipping fucking tires. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Just lift weights. I I don't know what that is. It's a tire. Thing. Yeah. It's a wheel. It's round. Right. We created those so that we move things easier. Yeah, you Use the wheel to move the wheel. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. Why are you throwing the wheel? <laughs> so it's roll funny. the wheel. Every
0: time I that's it's funny when you know, like the kettlebells? Yeah. So Steve used to do these workouts, and we'd be at work, and he would have these kettlebells, and he would do these farmer carries. Yeah. And I would fuck with him, and every time I'd see him, he'd be walking. He's walking with the with the kettlebells, and I'd be, dude, where are you taking the weights? <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back, Ooh, motherfucker. he's stealing! <laughs> Why do you keep taking the weights? <laughs> he'd always laugh at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. all right so what we got here so this is a uh, legal remedy brewing uh it's pro bono vanilla porter um justice for the masses it's a nine percent alcohol by volume um i got this from my boy chris over at house of brews west ashley mm-hmm. he's got some really cool uh micro brews that you can't find in a lot of different places um plus he ca- carries a lot of cool local micro brews and shit on tap so if you've never checked out a uh, house of brews west ashley you got to check those guys out they're fantastic um plus i've known chris for a handful of years i can share a couple stories probably um <clears throat> but on the back uh justice never tasted so good it's uh robust malts uh knowledge perked coffee and vanilla this Imperial Porter is no ordinary exercise in community service with vanilla and cold brew coffee. From our local friends at Knowledge Perk, it's for the people who need it most. It makes it justice for the masses. Um, and Legal Remedy Brewing is located in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Our neighbor's just slightly to the north, almost to Charlotte. So, yeah. It's like one of your last towns in South Carolina if we hit North Carolina. Nice. So. I kind of, I, I like the simple, yeah,
0: yeah uh, label. It's yeah. just kind of cool. It looks it looks almost like some kind of retro sort of label on this thing.
1: Yeah, it is. Cool. It is really cool. Um, so yeah, I was like, dude, it's a porter and it sounds good. Vanilla and coffee, so.
0: Is that the house of
1: Bruise over there by the Mister T's or whatever? Mm-hmm. Big yeah, T's yeah. used to be that secondary freaking Every time secondary I car there? Drive whatever? by that house of Bruise; it never looks like it's open. You know why? Why? Because all the parking's like on the back side on that side oh. street. So the whole back area is um. Like Astro Turf, and they get cornhole and all that shit. So <laughs> most people go in there, get their beers and shit, and then go back outside. I got you. Um, which I'm sure a lot of that will stop now that fucking July is upon us and August is right around the corner. Oh yeah, it was be like fuck that dude. I'm staying inside. This is brutal. But yeah, cheers. I was out working
0: today and my work truck the fucking AC is broken. I oh, fucked that. I'm like, Ugh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I would have called in. Are you allowed to wear shorts at that job? Uh. If you looked at our handbook, no, but guys have worn them and they never said anything. You're also not supposed to have visible tattoos and they don't care. Oh, yeah. So, it's like they put stuff in the handbook for, it's like they have it in their back pocket in case they need to use it for somebody. Right, for like HR purposes or some shit. But if they're cool with you, then they don't worry about it. Right. So. All right. All right, let's try this thing and see what we got. All right. Nice. Okay. I dig it. I like it. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So, I'm going to say for flavor, I'll give this, uh, I'm going to give it an eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, two, I would keep it in the fridge because I like it. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, drinkability, I'll probably give it a lower rating just because it's it's a thick, heavy beer. Yeah. So, I'd give it like a... I give it a 5. Mm-hmm. And overall, I'm going to give this a
1: 7.5. Okay. <clears throat> that's actually really close to what I'm going to give it, I think. Yeah. Let me go in for another sip. Hold on. Yeah, it's good.
0: I like that. It's subtle. The vanilla is subtle.
1: And I think I, th- I think that's why I wanted to take another sip because I think the only reason I'm going to rate a little bit lower on flavor than you is because I don't... I don't really pick up a lot of the vanilla. It's more of like a pluff mud kind of porter. Yeah. Like, it tastes very similar to that. Um, I do get the coffee, but like I said, I don't get a whole bunch of vanilla. So, I'm going to go seven on flavor because it's still a fantastic fucking flavor, and it's damn good for a porter. Yeah. Um So, I'll go seven. Uh, two, definitely keep it in the fucking fridge. I like it, and I know where to get it now. So, um, I'll yeah. keep it in the fridge. And for me, drinkability, a little bit higher because I do like heavier, darker stouts. I can can drink. I can power through them pretty good. So I'm going to go six, seven, two, six. Overall, 7.85. Nice. It's a good fucking beer, man. I like this. Yeah, it is good. I enjoy it. I can see where this would be definitely a fall and a winter beer, though. Oh, yeah. This is not a, hey, I just got done cutting the fucking grass. No. I'm going to sit out and look at how I edge the fucking sidewalk and drink two or three of these bitches. Yeah. No.
0: No, I, you know what I like? i um, if I've been out in the heat is that, I think it's that Sam Adams right there with the teal. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. <clears throat> the teal one.
1: You mean those Schofenhoffers? Those things be fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Those are grass. good
0: after the grass. But that other one, it's almost like a, um, it's almost like one of those shandy kind of thing. What's that one called? Oh
1: yeah, porch rocker, lemon
0: Rattler. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. The lemon radler, porch rocker. That's a really good one, and it's real light. It's like a kind of light, crisp sort of uh, lager or whatever. And keep to people, that one's that one's a really good one. One of my favorite beers, and I don't think it's a. Uh, I think we did it on here, and it's not a. It's not an IPA, but that bat squatch. Um, it's got like the, it's got the crazy looking, it's the ones with the really cool cans. I showed it to you. I think I brought it to your house and I was like, look how cool this can is. Yeah. And then they make the other one that I had that was some other monster on the can and they look, they look like an old like movie poster almost or something. Yeah. And they're made by rogue and rogue. That's a rogue dead guy in the front there. The one you were talking about the the bishop with the skull, rogue dead guy ale is really good. Yeah. They're, they're becoming like one of my favorite beer companies because yeah, everything I've had from them, I'm like, this is a really good beer. Yeah, solid beer. And um, that's I why I like th-
1: that Mr. T's dude.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think I've had that uh, any IPAs from Rogue. I don't know. I'm sure they make an IPA or two. In the Dead Guy Ale? No, it's an not. IPA? No, it's not an IPA. It, it, pull it out of there. I, it, it's just an ale. I don't pull out. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just, it might be, it might be a pale ale, but I don't think it's an IPA. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty smooth. It's not real hoppy. I'm not a fan of that one behind it. That Notorious P.I.G. P.O.G. whatever. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. So, it, those are really good. Um, we've reviewed those ones on here. But the Bat Squatch is, I don't think there's any more in there. I think I drank all of them. No, I think I tried the Super fuzz you tried? Okay. Yeah. So um but yeah. Um Rogue is definitely becoming one of my favorite beer companies mm. with all their their beers. They're just like kind of middle of the road beers. Yeah. Nothing extreme.
1: Right. And it's nothing um, super crazy that you no. gotta wear super tight jeans and no. That's why I've always like Sam boots. Adams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same People Adams talk is good, shit about Sam beer. Adams.
0: I'm like, Sam Adams makes <clears throat> great beers. Yeah. They're all very traditional type beers. There's nothing wild and crazy in Sam. Like, they have an IPA.
1: Right. But they're nothing crazy. No, when you drink Sam Adams, you're going to drink a beer. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get a fucking...
0: I want a blasting Lager.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not getting pomegranate passion fruit. No. Fucking whatever the shit. It's you're getting, very you're traditional. A beer.
0: Like, oh, we made a lemon Rattler. We didn't do any kind of weird crazy shit to it. It's just a rattler. Yeah. It's got some lemon in it.
1: Right. Yeah. That's it. Just you know, still a little fancy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: We got a grass cutting beer, uh this summer, whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. They but yeah, they had that summertime pack. <laughs> I bought those and that when y'all were giving me shit about IPAs, I was like, dude, I drank most of those when we were on vacation to the beach. I want a fucking
1: want a fucking Sam Adams and some goddamn Pepperidge farm.
0: Yeah. You like apples? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a number best action hero ever. How about them? Apples?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> my <Mike Damon. laughs> Josh got all pissed at me like,
0: No, I would know that's not an action. Hero. Not I'm like, a, Okay, well, may, I mean, he kind of is an action
1: hero, it's my top five, but I, I, I mean, sure, it's your, it's your list. <clears throat> yeah, it's your list. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be wrong, you're wrong. you can be wrong.
0: <laughs> you're wrong, and you're an idiot, but it's your list. Okay, all right, whatever, I really
1: am surprised that, like, we didn't, like, none of us said Chuck Norris, right? No, we didn't. I mean, even though, like, all the Chuck Norris jokes are, like, glaring and obvious and out there and all that other kind of good shit, but I've, like I said, other than sidekicks, I've never seen a Chuck Norris movie I fucking cared for. Carrie, I think, got a little bit offended that none of us mentioned Sean claude Van Damme. I mean... I'm like, yeah, but none of his movies were, like, super huge, like, box office, like... Smash no. fucking hits. We had kickboxer, and he was in Time Cop and fucking Street Fighter. Street Fighter. What was yeah. that dumbass movie where he fucking dances in the hammer pants in his fucking tank top and fights like eight guys in the bar? Was that not kickboxer? Oh, uh, it, it was. It was. It was, it was kickboxer. Know. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I just remember that movie when they uh, when he was training
0: to be like the best kickboxer ever or whatever, yeah. and they were his guy. Whoever I don't know it was a sensei. I don't know what they are. He's, like, at the top of, like, a tree, and he's dropping coconuts on his stomach. Do you yeah. remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's just dropping these coconuts. Yeah. Bam! Hitting him in the stomach. Yeah. It's going to be great for your internal organs. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: He's tough, man. He's got abs. Yeah, he does. He, he does. doesn't. He probably doesn't drink these, though.
1: No. No. Did you um? Did you see the Super Bowl commercial a handful of years ago? I think it was, like, Volvo or something like that, where he does the split in between the two 18-wheels oh, yeah. driving down the interstate. Yeah. So. He didn't... Did he really do that, though? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's I mean, pretty impressive yeah, if he did. Right. But... Can you imagine how steady you got to drive, though? Oh, my God. I'd be no so way. nervous. Oh, yeah. No shit. Because if you fall, because... If he falls because you flinched the wheel on a fucking big rig... Yeah. You're running over him. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're not missing him. I just killed
0: Kickboxer. Right? I <laughs> just... <laughs>
1: Fuck. I killed Lieutenant Guile from Street Fighter. (laughs) Damn it. Um, Shit. He was in another movie where he was like a fucking security guard at a coliseum for like a sporting event and he had to find a bomb and his son was in the crowd. I don't know that one. That's my point. Uh, That's the point I was trying to make to Carrie. I was like I get it. He's an action guy. Yeah. But he hasn't been in Anything nearly that you can pop off the fucking top of your head like Schwarzenegger and Stallone and no. you know like all those other guys. There's just no fucking way. He also like he's kind of largely forgotten. Like Yeah. Like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Like right. He was He Man and yeah. he was Ivan Drago. Oh man. So and good was, though, as the Russian man. He was awesome.
0: Right. <laughs> I remember watching Rocky Four and uh, it's so funny when you watch Rocky, you're like, which one is my favorite? Like, obviously, the first one's great because it's the first Rocky. Yeah. But then you watch, the th- like, the third one with Mr. T's good. Yeah. And you're like, well, the number two was really good, too. He fought Apollo Creed the second time and all, you know. Like, yeah. And... Um, but then you're like, oh, but then there's the fucking four. I think four is my favorite.
1: I must break you. Yeah. I think four is my favorite. With the Russian dude. I have... He, n- I thought that was cool. I have never seen... An entire Rocky movie all the way through. Really? I don't, I don't, I can't. I've seen all the, like the the boxing and everything yeah. like that. And I've seen like your big main hits and everything. And I get it. I don't know. I just couldn't get into Rocky. I don't know why. I, I've never been able to get into Rocky. Right. And I was like a uh, guy we know, uh, Fisher. He used to give me so much shit about not fucking liking Rocky. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that I don't like it. It's I've never really had a desire to go back now, sit down and watch them all the way through. Right. Right. But the parts that I saw, yeah, okay. They're cool. But not, they didn't draw my attention enough to where I'm like, dude, I need to watch all of these. Right. You know, so, but yeah, I've never, I've never seen all of the Rockies all the way through. I've never seen the Wizard of Oz all the way through in one setting. Really? I'm pretty sure I've seen the entire movie. Yeah. But I've never seen it like sitting down start to finish. No. Did you watch it with Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah, we have (laughs) several times. (laughs)
0: I don't remember. (laughs) I was in a bit of a haze. I was about to
1: say, we were high as fuck
0: Um, multiple times. There was another person. I don't know if we mentioned him or not, but thinking back on it, I'm like, he's one of the greatest action heroes of all time. And that's Harrison
1: Ford. Yeah. I mean, think of all the
0: action movies he's done.
1: Just think of Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Yes. Now, granted, Star Wars was not an action movie. No. <clears throat> but he brought the action.
0: But he also did, like, Clear and Present
1: Danger yeah. and Air Force One. Yeah, Air and all Force these, One, yeah. Those are all action movies, too. The Last too. Boy Scout. Was he in The Last Boy Scout? I don't no, remember. No, 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 no. Wasn't Air Force One the one with Gary Oldman where he was, like, the fucking Russian guy and they were taking over the goddamn plane? Yeah. He kicks him out at the very end?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Harrison Ford was the president.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And then Crystal Skull, I mean, just... Oh, God. Yeah. Throws him right into the stratosphere of best action star ever. I
0: mean, I mean, he got
1: he got upstaged by Shia LaBeouf, but right, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy's a fucking train wreck, man. God damn. So you know how we get stuck on those hot ones kicks for a while, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the 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 interview. Uh, Did they do YouTube Shia LaBeouf? Show? Yeah. Really, I never seen that, see that, one? that one. I didn't ever saw that one. It is the most. Other than Zac Efron, the most uninteresting, dull, shitty, fucking. I felt bad for the host of Hot Ones because he had to make it through that entire episode on top of eating extremely hot wings. Yeah. Extremely hot, hot wings, and he was trying to make it work, and there was just not enough interaction to make anything work. And Zac Efron's the same way, dude. Like, I get it. He's eye candy. That's a fucking gorgeous dude. Yeah. But there's no substance to that cocksucker whatsoever. Like, Who is the guy that hosts Hot Ones? I can't remember his name, dude. Cause but I feel like that guy's got like a gut of fucking iron.
0: I don't know who this guy is, but it's like he knows every celebrity.
1: Yeah. Um like
0: how is he how does he how are how do they get these celebrities is what I want to know. Like this guy must have done something in his career before they did Hot Ones to have all these connections to these big huge celebrities.
1: Sean Evans. Sean Evans, and I think before mm. he was on Hot Ones, he talked about that in an interview <sighs> where he was um he was essentially like a uh like a flash journalist. Okay. He wrote little periodicals and articles and shit okay. like that. Um I just think that he's got a hell of a production team behind him and and uh marketing team. Maybe so. And they they go after, you know, some of the big heavy hitters. So.
0: I guess so. I don't know. Well, I think that probably takes me into uh doing our uh a little segment of watch this. How about that? Yeah, man. Watch this. All right, I have three different things to talk Jesus about. Jesus Christ, dude! And watch this. How do you work? I don't know. I but well will see. Uh, the what it is is like I'm kind of an insomniac. Bro, oh, I I'm am not too. really. Yeah, I am. I'm not an insomniac, but I do stay up late at night. And I, uh, after the wife goes to bed, I usually watch stuff on Netflix or wherever. Um, see, that's usually when I <laughs> watch. Pornhub, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that sometimes happens too. Oh, okay, right. I, I can, I'm a multitasker, <laughs> <laughs> got a TV on a documentary and my phone on Pornhub. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so the first one I wanted to talk about was it was not the greatest documentary I've ever seen, but I, fo- I found it really interesting because it happened right here in Charleston. Okay, and it was, um, it's on Amazon Prime and it's called What Haunts Us. My brother saw this, and he told me I needed to watch it, and I finally did. But it is about, I never knew any of this stuff before I watched this documentary, really, or before at least I saw the previews for it. But uh, it's about basically in the 80s, the early 80s, probably around the time you and I were born. Okay. These people that went to Porter goud
1: Okay, all right, Porter okay.
0: And Porter Goud is a school here, uh, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, I think it started out as a, an all-male school, and then they opened it up to females later on. But it's <clears> about <throat> a whole pedophile scandal that happened at Porter Goud Yeah, I've never heard of this. That I didn't know anything about it, but it happened in the 80s. Okay. And there was this teacher... He was like a coach or a teacher there, and apparently he was like the cool teacher, and all the students like thought of him as like the cool teacher, and he would let all How the- How else would
1: you be able to fuck that many kids? Right. <laughs> I mean, right, you gotta right, have a draw. Right. Yeah.
0: So, all of these kids uh, that were like jocks and all kinds of things like that, he would let them like come over to his house and hang out. He would play, like, porn on the TV and stuff like that. He'd let oh, him drink God. and all kinds of stuff. But apparently he was, like, molesting all these kids. Um, and the whole documentary was about how the the headmaster of Porter Gowd, like,
1: basically helped cover it up. Can we just talk about, they call them headmasters? Since <laughs> we're talking
0: about... <laughs> Yeah, and so...
1: Everybody wants to go see the headmaster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they covered Mm -hmm. it up, and they they basically, it was this whole scandal.
1: It is a Catholic-based private school, though. Right. So is it really that much of a stretch?
0: No, it's not, because the Catholic Church is evil. Right. And anybody that wants to dispute that, you're fucking in denial, because (laughs) if you ever watch anything about the horrible atrocities that the Catholic Church has committed... In covering up these pieces of shit that have been molesting children. There has
1: not been a positive. You
0: will never convince me that the Catholic Church is not an evil organization. There
1: has never been in the history of documentaries a documentary showing the Catholic Church in a positive light. No. Not one. Not a single one. No one is defending the Catholic Church. No, but I I
0: mean, there's Catholics out there. Right. And I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with Catholic people, but the church as a whole, evil as fuck.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree.
0: I mean, for you to know that that shit is going on and not do anything, I mean, at the very least, I would excommunicate these
1: priests. Because, see, I had, I had buddies and I, I you probably had buddies too or, or new guys that would go to Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. And then once they aged out of Blessed Sacrament, right, went to Portugal, Gal. And Porta Gal, like, even when you and I were at the age to go to Portugal, was not a fucking cheap school. No, it is expensive. No. And I'm not saying anything bad about the school. Yeah. It might be a great school. Right. But well, I do. Other than the sodomy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the unwanted. Sodomy. But
0: I do have a problem with the fact that the school covered this up and that there, there was this one guy who led this whole movement against the school that got, I mean, it was the stuff that happened to him was horrible by this. Coach or teacher or whatever he was. Really? And And um, he was the only one that came out about this whole thing and said, like, this is wrong. This is what happened to me. And I guess it kind of helped some of the other people to speak up about it. Yeah. And he wrote letters to the school and all this stuff. And they basically tried to sweep it under the rug, didn't, didn't do anything about it. And I'm like, I never understand why these why these people do this stuff. It's like... You have these Fortune 500 companies out there that have an employee that says one off-color comment, and they completely distance themselves from the person. Right. Like, they fire them. They they basically cut all ties with them. But yet, you have these things with, like, schools and churches and things like that yeah. where they're literally having sex with children. Right. Right. And they just sweep it under the rug like it never happened. I'm like, why would you not get ahead of that and be like, look, no, nope, no,
1: you're out of here. Well, it's, we don't want anything to do with this. Because it's okay to fuck a kid. You just can't call somebody a fag. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's, that's my point. Yeah. That's, that's my point. It's yeah. so
0: strange to me. I don't understand the weird world that we live in where it's like, if you say one thing that's wrong, everybody's going to cut all ties with you and you've lost your job, you've lost everything. Right. But yet, when you're actually doing something highly legal right that you should be shot in the fucking head for yeah they'll cover it up right and it's not the same organization I'm not saying it is but it's just weird how the how that shit works it's like why would you cover this up but yet right you see all over the place where like one person said one little thing that offended somebody and we're like ruining their lives over it
1: yeah it's so weird to me what's this called
0: what haunts us. What haunts us. Yeah. It's on Netflix? It's on Amazon
1: Prime. Amazon Prime. Um I'm gonna watch this. I'm pretty sure Carrie will not. Yeah, it was to.
0: an interesting documentary. How many episodes? It wasn't as interesting and engaging as like The Keepers. Yeah. Um, which was the one about the Catholic Church. That was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It's very disturbing, but it was a really good documentary. Um, but this one, it's it's just one part. It's really? just one little short documentary. It's like an hour and a half long.
1: Okay, All it's right. not
0: like a series or anything. Okay, and then um, so that was a really good one. If you want to kill some time and watch something interesting,
1: if you want to be sad, <laughs> if you want,
0: yeah, if you really want to be uh, let down and sad for the rest of the night. Um, and then I watched. This is an old documentary that I've never watched, and I watched it the other night, um, and I think it, it was also on Amazon Prime. Actually, all three of these are on Amazon Prime. Uh, Pumping Iron. Have you ever seen Pumping Arnold Iron? Schwarzenegger?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I've never watched it before. Awesome.
0: But I watched it the other night and, I love it when he's like smoking. Yeah, it was made in like seventy seven or yeah, something. Yeah, I love like it that. when
1: he's smoking cigars like on the beach. Yeah. After just like lifting weights. He's still got like the weight belt around him and shit. Oh, he's yeah. like, Oh, what do you need to do is he and I'm like, dude, you're smoking a fucking cigar. And you look like good for you, dude. I like the part where he's talking about, he's talking
0: about like working out to him. That's the same as like coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's like, it's just, it's to me, it's better than like coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so it's like I go in the gym, I'm coming. I go to the girl, I'm coming. It's like I'm coming day and night. It's great.
1: Yeah. I'll let you on a little secret. You can take a good look at me. I'd rather come (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like um no I've lifted weights they're totally different yeah I'll let Steve lift weights I'll come yeah (laughs) I'm I'm fine
0: I don't think I've ever been like having sex and be like is this almost over with? I need to go lift some weights. I, I can't wait till this is over. No, that never happens. But you know when that does happen? When I'm lifting weights. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, God, is this almost over with?
1: Yeah, it's, all right, it's all right. It's one of those things I do and I hate. Or you've never been getting a blowjob and you're like, I'd rather be lifting weights right now. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. I'd much rather be getting my pump on. Yeah, this blowjob's terrible. I'd rather some dude be spotting me on my fucking squat yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a sick fucking pump. <laughs> Have
0: you seen that guy? Have you ever watch that guy, Robert Frank?
1: Yes, he's so yeah. funny, man. Yeah, he wants to get jacked and tan. <laughs> he wants to get jacked and tan, yeah. it's so funny. It's awesome.
0: Um, yeah, that. But yeah, pumping iron was interesting. Was, I, I didn't know all this. There was certain things you find out. You learn about bodybuilding when you're watching and about how they pose and all this stuff. And you know, you look at. Now, I'm not saying by any means Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't have an amazing physique, because he did. Yeah. But if you look at the bodybuilders back then, they were giant, and they were muscular. But if you look at them compared to, like, modern bodybuilders, like, the guys now look like fucking freaks.
1: Well, that's like you look at Superman now versus Superman in the 50s. Yeah. Superman in the 50s was a little chunky. Right. But that was like the pinnacle of fitness. Right. But I did read somewhere the other day. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was not <clears throat> chunky. No no no, 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 no. There was
0: not a bit of fat on him, but, but he just size-wise, like he didn't look like Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie right. Coleman looks like a freak.
1: Right. Well, I was reading somewhere the other day, and I'm trying to remember like the source. But they were talking about how Arnold Schwarzenegger's trap and back um regiment for uh, lifting weights is still used in uh, uh, bodybuilding today because it's the way he stacked his routine. Really? And trained his muscles that it's the best version of trap and back routine you can use. So modern-day bodybuilders, even though they might change up their routines on a whole bunch of other things, right? they still use essentially the quote-unquote Schwarzenegger method for backs and traps because that's the... Biggest, bulkiest, like, widest they'll fucking build. That's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, he was... I mean, guy's impressive. I've always
0: been impressed with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a fucking beast, man. If you think of, like, what he's done in his life, (laughs) you're like, man, this guy is just a winner. Yeah, did you... He's just a fucking winner.
1: I I saw a Vice, uh, because Vice does, like, the Vice short documentaries. They're, like, eight minutes or whatever. Yeah. I saw one they did on Arnold Schwarzenegger, and... That fucker came to this country with like 12 bucks in his pocket and lived on the streets for like three months, but got a Gold's Gym membership and then hung out with a bunch of dudes at Gold's Gym while he was lifting weights and continuing to bodybuild. Right. And they ended up getting him his first job somewhere. And then he wanted to have them over for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh So he just had a bunch of bodybuilders over and they realized he had nothing in his apartment. Right. So they brought all the food and then they started bringing him pillows and blankets and fucking shit. So it was literally bodybuilders that bought him things. Right. So he could survive in the US and then he took off, you know, I mean, fucking Conan the Barbarian, the Terminator fucking... The governor. like, Dude, he's the man. I know. He's awesome. I've always loved Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: I I have... And he looks like he'd be a fun grandpa, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a crazy amount of respect for that guy just because of the things that he has done. Yeah. Coming from a country across the world and coming here and becoming what he has become. Yeah. A huge movie star, Mr. Universe, like, I don't know how many times, whatever, a governor married a Kennedy like, and you know, I mean, granted he cheated with the housekeeper, but, but still a winner.
1: Oh, and I'll tell you this. You show me the hottest chick on the face of the planet. I'll show you a guy who's tired of putting up with her shit. Look <laughs> at seal. Look at seal. Who was he married to? Heidi Klum, right? How hot is that bitch in a pair of fucking wings and fucking Victoria's Secret fucking underwear? Yeah, she's still hot. Seal looks like somebody hit him in the face with a fucking greasy ass cheese grater. What happened to Seal? Did he what? Did he get burned or something? I don't know. He probably got abused as a child, so I shouldn't be making fun of him. I don't know what happened, but and I will say I do love <laughs> "Kiss from a Rose." Like I fucking love that song. But aside from that, Seal looks this like was a, his only hit. Seal looks like a fucking circus freak, and Heidi Klum looks like she looks. He <laughs> broke up with her. That's crazy. That's, right. That's crazy. Right. Look at what Tiger Woods did. That hot piece of fucking Maxim Magazine number 10 cover model piece of ass, and he's like, oh, I'll go fuck a Perkins waitress that has four <laughs> fucking hairs growing out of her chin. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you show me the hottest bitch on the face of the planet, I'll show you a guy who's tired of putting up with her shit. Like, yeah. But yeah, so I mean the maid might not be pretty, but maybe she does more fun things. Who knows?
0: Well, it, maybe it was like a Bill Clinton thing, you know, yeah. where he
1: just like peeked out
0: of the office because he was really busy, but he needed a blowy. Right. And he was like, Oh yeah, you down there, come here.
1: Yeah, he was already curling, yeah. so he came that way. <laughs> but he needed now cummy cummies, you know? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you She's think like, <laughs> you think he'd come quicker if she was blowing him while he was curling? I don't know. Probably. He's trying to get his sick fucking pump on it. That's right, know. yeah.
0: He did some sick fucking pumping. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the The last one I watched last night, and okay. I thought it was really cool. You would like this a lot. All right. Um, I would say if you wanted to watch something cool, that would be one for you to watch first. Um, this is a documentary on Amazon as well, and it's called Hired Gun. And the whole premise of the documentary is it's all about these guys that get hired for these huge bands, mm-hmm. but you never know who they are. Like Alice Cooper. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like, they're basically like in musician terms and in, in, in the music world, they're called hired guns, but they get into the whole, The whole concept of what they are and how the whole music industry works, as far as like, you know, these big, huge bands or big, huge singers that hire somebody to be a guitarist or something like that. Right. That's just a part of the group temporarily, maybe, or filling in because somebody quit the group or whatever it is. But they interview all these people that do this for a living and they talk about you know, how a lot of them had dreams of becoming, like, some huge star, mm-hmm. and, you know, that didn't work out, but, like, you know, how are you going to tell Bon Jovi no if he wants to hire you to play, <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever. That's how, um... Yeah, so it's it's a pretty interesting, it's pretty cool. They, they were talking to, like, Billy Joel's old, old drummer and, and uh, you know, like Jason Newstead, who filled... Uh, who took, um, was it Cliff Burton? Yeah. Took his place in Metallica and things like that. And they're talking about how, you know, sometimes they have to go through, like, they have to deal with, like, fans just hating them because they're not the person that they're replacing,
1: you know, and things like that. Well, you like know, that. that's how Arianti got her fucking start. The who? Arianti? Mm-hmm. Sexy-ass little blonde fucking guitarist? From where? Oh, my God. So, she... Started with Michael Jackson, okay, just as a filler guitarist, and then she went from that to uh, she toured with Alice Cooper, okay, for like three years.
0: I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, she was in that documentary.
1: She w- She is in it. Yeah. Okay, and it was because I didn't she know was, that was her name. Yeah, she was a hired gun for so long that nobody knew who the really who the fuck she was. Yeah. And then I think it was after the Alice Cooper tour, like the Dead Babies or whatever. Right. They were like, "Okay, you can play guitar." And then she went off solo. Right. But yeah, I mean, dude. yeah, that's the
0: girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it.
1: Yeah. All yeah. Right. They,
0: she talks about it in, in there, and I mean, she's just ripping it on stage with Alice Cooper, and
1: yeah, she's she's one of the guitarists that was. With Alice Cooper when Dad and I went a handful of years ago, and they came here to the Performing Arts Center. Yeah. And she was wearing, like, these little vampire teeth and shit. That's like, cool. Like, blood dripped down her face. Yeah. And Dad's the one who her out. He's like, I don't know who the fuck she is. Right. But she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, she's got to be she's playing with Alice Cooper. He's like, no, look at what she's fucking playing. Right. And there were three separate, quote-unquote, lead guitarists on stage, aside yeah. from the bass player. And I watched her most of the night, and I was like yeah like she can fucking play and then right. I started looking her up and she played for Michael Jackson before that right of course other than Michael Jackson no one gives a fuck right other than Alice Cooper and his stage show no one pays attention to anyone else yeah Alice so. Cooper was
0: in this documentary okay and he's in it multiple times they talked to him on there and he was talking about like he it was him and I. I think there was a, who was the other one they were talking to I can't remember who it was now, but they were explaining the process of finding like a hired gun for whatever position in your band. And you're like, and they're like, one of the guys was breaking it down and he was saying like, when you were, when you're trying to find somebody to do that job, he's like, there's a couple of criteria they have to meet. And it's like one, they have to be a really great musician. He's like, that's the easiest one to find. Mm-hmm. There's a th- there's thousands of great musicians. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest part. He's like the other part is you think they've got to be. Oh, but I think he said that they got to be like basically like open to suggestions and interpretations and things mm-hmm. like that. They like yeah. they got to be willing to to put in the work basically. And
1: I would also assume you'd have to be. Then, flashy and have a lot of stage presence but not upstage your fucking main act
0: that was another thing they they've got to they got to be good on stage they got to be comfortable on stage with this huge band or whatever that was the second thing and he said so that whittles it down to you know this many people Mm -hmm. and he's like but then the other thing is they're spending all this time on the road with you so they got to be cool like, they got to be cool to hang out with. Right. Because you're going to be with them for, you know, 280 days a year or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And he's like, so that narrows it down to, like, three guys. Yeah. You know? So it was Rob Zombie. That's who it was, was talking about this. Mm. And uh, mm. so he was like, yeah, it starts with this many guys. And, you know, there's thousands of them. And then by the time you you start meeting those criteria, you're like, okay, now... Now it's down to like three guys. Yeah. And these are the three. And so we got to pick from them or whatever and uh, but it was a cool it was just a cool documentary to watch cuz you never you never hear anything about these people that you see on stage with these huge acts that you're like I don't know who the fuck that is. Right. And um and it was interesting also because there's some of these hired guns that you don't realize it but they actually contribute more than you think they do to like albums and things like that or they come up with crazy shit one of them was the um now i'm going to draw a blank on the uh what is it oh uh jack and diane yeah so it was was john mellencamp right yeah little
1: diddy yeah
0: so the guy that played the drums on the album
1: suck an old chili dough yeah yeah
0: he was talking about when they were in the studio and he's like So they come up with this idea that they want a drum solo in this ballad song. And he's like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And he's like, I don't, he's like, "I, I come in the room and they're talking about all this and they wanted to do some type of a drum solo in a ballad, which I'd never heard before other than like Phil Collins. Yeah. And he says, so I'm getting, I'm walking to the drum kit and it's like, you know, you're not a part of the band. So it's very easy for them to get rid of you if they need to. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so this is like a make or break moment for me. And he's like, I'm walking to the kit and I'm, I'm getting there. I'm like 20 feet away and I'm 15 feet away and then I'm 10 feet away and then I'm five feet away. And the whole time I'm thinking like, what am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to do a drum solo in a ballad. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so he said, um, He sits down at the kit, and all of a sudden, he's like, this is your moment. You got to figure out what you're going to do here, because they're waiting on you. And all of a sudden, that's where you got that weird, that crazy drum solo in the middle of Jack and Diane. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he played it, and they were like, dude, that's awesome. That's exactly what we needed. And so then he was like, I don't really know exactly what I even did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and he but said, it's done. So now we're going to play this in concert, and I got to remember, like, okay, because this is going to be like a signature drum solo. I'm going to have to do this again and again and again. Um, but it was really interesting watching those guys, and I thought it was cool just just hearing about these people that you never hear anything about. That's awesome. And you see them on stage, and you're like, who's this? I wonder who this guy is or how he got this job. So
1: Hired Guns? Hired
0: Gun, yeah. Okay. I think you would enjoy that one. All right i have to. A lot, of, a lot of little interviews with different drummers and stuff, too, so it's kind of cool.
1: Can can I add a super fast watch this? Yeah. We were talking about it earlier. What's that? Chernobyl. Hell yeah. It's from 2019. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. I had watched a couple episodes and for some reason got distracted, and wrapped up and doing something else, f- fucking forgot completely about it. I think Carrie stumbled across it a few days ago. Like five episodes, so hour, good. hour and fifteen minutes long. Eat, watch it. You have to. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So it's awesome. It, it is. If you know a little bit about Chernobyl, what I thought was cool is today I had a little bit of downtime, so I started googling a bunch of stuff and everything. Because I knew a shit ton about Chernobyl. Like the same thing with Waco. Like Carrie wanted to watch Waco, and she she knew about Waco, but. Right, she J- didn't know. Right. about Waco. Yeah, so I told. Him, I was like, "You, you do realize, like, this is not a fucking happy ending, right? Like, there's like, just, Chernobyl's way worse than just like they fucking just right had a bunch of radiation and killed a bunch of people. Like, right. this that, a fucking problem, right? Right. It's still to this day, <clears throat> right? So, um, there was a lot of stuff that came to light in that documentary, even or well, wasn't really a doc. What would you call it? It was like a docu series. It was a uh... Well, it's like a mini series based,
0: based on, off of a
1: based on a facts. real event, yeah. So I started doing a bunch of research and stuff like that on, on Chernobyl and the mini series that they did was one hundred percent accurate. Right. Except for the female scientists, she apparently depicted like sixty scientists because there wasn't enough time and space to explain all their stories. Right. Um, and all that other kind of good shit. But like that's what I, I told Carrie, I was like, you know, like they 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 gotta fix all the stuff left behind, right? So they're right. gonna send out soldiers to fix the things left behind so they don't get to other villages and right. it's spread and all that other kind of good shit. And so so I like I said, I, I kind of started looking it up and and realized today that everything that's in that series was based off of 100 percent recorded. Fact, right? So, none of it was exaggerated, yeah, for the storyline to intrigue the viewer, yeah. All of it was 100% accurate and factual. Um, and it's just it was 2019's when it came out. IMD beat it, yeah. While we were talking. If you haven't seen it, HBO Max has it, it's so good. You have to watch Chernobyl, it's fucking phenomenal, yeah. I was enthralled the whole time I watched yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Like, matter of fact. I was wrapped up last night doing something else and I was going to get home about like 9.30 and Carrie wakes up pretty early and does that like early morning FIA stuff with all the ladies and shit in the neighborhood. Yeah. I was like, yo, you got one episode left. You want to knock it out? Right. She's like, yeah, sure. Let me fucking... She liked it so much she skipped FIA for a morning. So <laughs> No shit. Yeah, she didn't go to FIA this morning. But um, yeah, it's awesome. If you get a chance to watch Chernobyl, even if you don't get a chance to watch Chernobyl, fucking change... Cable companies or buy HBO Max for a month and then cancel it. Watch fucking Chernobyl. Yeah. It's worth it. Or pirate it or whatever you got to yeah, do. It's, it's, it's yeah, fucking it's worth it. It's very good.
0: I definitely enjoyed that one. <clears throat> I wish there was more like that. Yeah. Uh, that
1: Waco was kind of similar. Yeah.
0: That was a good one too. Uh, the, the Chernobyl one almost reminded me sort of of like, and it's totally different subject matter, but it almost reminded me like band of brothers. Yeah. Because Band of Brothers was such a good, oh my like God, dude. That's fucking awesome. a good mini-series kind of thing. It yeah. was so good. And uh Chernobyl kind of reminded me of that. Like the way it was filmed and everything. Yeah. But Chernobyl
1: did Chernobyl happened in our lifetime, wasn't it? It was like the yeah, it was 80s. 86. Was it 86? Yeah, 86, 87. Yeah. yeah. But what's funny is I didn't realize it until the very end. This is one thing I one of the few things I didn't know about Chernobyl and not trying to give anything away or whatever. But you know, they never. They didn't finish the completion of the um, encapsulant, yeah, until 2017. Right, motherfucker! This happened in 1986. Yeah, and it's still just pouring just radiation, emanating out. radiation yeah. like over this town, which at that point people had been moved out and right. They, But still, the wind carries it and shit like that. And then, like, they give you a bunch of stats while uh, the credits are rolling at the end of the series. Yeah. Of the amount of uh, uh, cancer patients and what had you prior to the explosion versus to date. Yeah. And, like, miscarriages and all this other kind of good shit that is, like, directly tied to exposure to radiation. Oh, my God, dude. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, no, the, the fucking wind's carrying that shit. But. It took them 30 fucking years yeah. to build an encapsulate, and it only lasts for 100 years. Yeah. The encapsulate they built only good for 100 years. Yes, So then they have to redo it. Right. Um, Maybe if it takes you 30 years, let's give it a couple years to build another one on top right. of it. And you then know? you've Just, got
0: the Fukushima thing now, too, yeah. that you got to worry about. Jesus. It's like all these nuclear disasters, which is weird because nuclear power is like such a reliable power source and it's such a great way to get power. But it's like, if you fuck up,
1: like it's really, really bad. Well, and that's the thing is you do realize it's not like
0: like a windmill burns down.
1: (laughs) Well, you do realize like, because of Chernobyl, that's the only reason why people are scared of fucking nuclear power to this day. Oh, of course. To this day. But I don't blame them. I mean I don't blame him either yeah. because one little fuck up, it's it's a big fuck right. up. So and,
0: uh I did find it really fascinating at the end of that um at the end of that series, and this isn't giving anything away, but when he explains with like with a visual how, how a nuclear, nuclear reactor fission works. works, yeah. I was like, this is fascinating. I did yeah. not know any of this.
1: Me either. But he had the colored blocks. But and he was shit. able to
0: explain it and make perfect sense, and I'm like, I actually understand what he's saying.
1: Yeah, I know how a nuclear reactor works now. Yeah. And then when he finally explains what happened, yeah, why it blew up, because nuclear reactors are not supposed to explode. No, it's almost physically fucking impossible for them to explode. Right. But this one did. And then once again, after he did like the little fucking like plinko fucking chip thing with yeah. the blue and red tiles yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. And then he was like, this is what happened. And he explains I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. What else was that guy in? I'm a nuclear physicist now. Um, I don't know. He looks really fucking familiar. He looks familiar to me, too. And I don't know what I've seen him in. (laughs) Carrie kept saying, as we were watching, she goes, god damn, everybody in this has been in fucking Game of Thrones. Everybody in this has been in Game of Thrones. Was he in Game of Thrones? I don't know. I never saw Game of Thrones. I don't remember him in Game of Thrones. Um, But I know him from, you know you probably know him from? What's that? He was the main head anchor from Mr. Deeds. Oh. He was the Australian guy that fucking oh, ran the news station yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's probably. You're exactly right. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I know him from is Mr. Deeds.
0: No shit.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. exactly
0: where it's from. <laughs> yeah. I Carrie, was watching him this whole time. I'm watching him, and I'm like, where do I know this guy Carrie from? She
1: pointed that out to me because she watches a lot of these like fucking you know, like British, you know, like Period pieces and all this other kind of crap. I'm like that fucking guy looks so familiar. I'm gonna have to fucking IMDb him. She's like, oh, you probably know him from Mr. Deeds. I'm like, I fucking hate Adam Sandler movies. There's no way I fucking know him from Mr. Deeds. She's like, no, he's the. I'm like, you're exactly right. It's exactly where I know. Him from. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing I've seen him in.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did we do before IMDb? Uh, I don't know guess, you have arguments. rack your
0: brain all day because it bothers... I don't yeah. know about you, it bothers the fuck out of me if I can't figure out where I, I know somebody from. I can't from. sleep.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah. sleep.
0: Yeah, I will think about it all day. I'm like, where do I know this person mm-hmm. from? I've seen them in something.
1: Now when you think it, do you, even if you're by yourself, do you just randomly spit it out? Like, scream it? I will. Oh, yeah. Like, even if I'm by myself, oh, yeah. it's six hours later, I'm like, fucking King Street! Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, someone's there listening to me, right? Like, you know, I just, I'll just scream it out by myself. Yeah. So,
0: so right. the actor thing is taken care of by IMDb, but I will see people sometimes yeah. in public. And it's like you were saying, like, I will see somebody and I'm like, I know this person. How do I know this person? Yeah. Did we work together? Where do I know this per- Did we go to school together? Yeah. How do I know this person? But I guess, uh, yeah. So anybody that listens to our show, you've got a long list of things you need to watch. So you need to watch What Haunts Us, Pumping Iron, Hired Gun. Those are all Amazon shows. And then you need to check out Chernobyl. And like Chris said, uh, Chernobyl is such a good show. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough good things about Chernobyl. It was so interesting. Even if you know about the Chernobyl disaster, like I think you can still learn a lot from just watching this documentary or not, It well, it's not a documentary, I guess, it's the series, because it was, there was so much stuff I didn't know about Chernobyl when I watched it, and the, watching the cleanup and the whole process, and you're just sitting there watching going, how are they going to figure this out? Like, this is some unprecedented event that they've never had to deal with. How the hell are they going to, how the hell are they going to cover up this reactor explosion? What are they going to do And, uh, so it's really cool to watch all that stuff and to see what they did and what they came up with. But, um, yeah, check those things out. And, uh, I think we're going to go in and do our, uh, our little top five. I think we're going to change it up this time a little bit, but here, let's do our top five. Top five. Top five. All right. So are we going to change it up? I think we're going to change it up a little bit because I have, we've been talking this whole time and yeah. I really haven't put a ton of thought into this. Yeah. I haven't come up with a list. So I already I think, have five. You have five. I have five. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just add to your list. <laughs> no, so, no, no.
1: We'll do yours because I'm sure we probably would have some Okay, similars maybe, but yeah, we'll, we'll fucking switch probably. it up. Whatever. We'll be a cumulative top five or what have you. We'll okay. have some honorable mentions probably. Yeah. All right. So, this is Chris came up
0: with this, not but right before we started recording. Uh, our top five best front men,
1: yeah, or ladies, yeah, I mean, front persons, women can do things too, yeah, they can. Oh, yeah, our, like our top five dishes, best front
0: men for uh, cook dinner, sweep floors for bands, and we're not just talking about children, great singers. We're talking about a front man
1: someone who can lead the fucking crowd might not have the best pipes but can fucking control a crowd and yeah. make them do what he wants to do right yeah so um
0: yeah so Chris said he already came up with five. I haven't thought of five just because it it he thought of it so so uh shortly before we came on and started recording that I didn't come up with a list but like I said, I think we can come
1: up with some that are pretty good. So... How many do you have on your... In my head? Top five, quote-unquote, or in your head, top five.
0: How many do I have in my head? <clears throat> um, I would say I've got three that pop in my mind.
1: Do you think you another couple could pop in your mind while I do my top five, maybe? Yeah, probably. You want to try that? Sure. And maybe when I start naming shit off, it'll let the... Uh, juices flow. Yeah, a little. All right. <clears throat> so mine, based off of the idea of frontmen, guys who actually control a crowd. My number five, Fred LeBlanc from Cowboy Mouth. That's a good one. He's the lead singer and the drummer. I know we've seen him a handful of times live, especially like when they come rolling through Charleston. But the way he controls a crowd. He literally had everyone at the second floor of the Windjammer jumping up and down so much. We broke the rafters and the support beams on the second floor of the Windjammer. You were with us that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I would say my number four would be Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. That's a good one. You know, very flashy, very oh, yeah. old school, just, I mean, kind of kind of did his deal. Um, my number three would be, and I, I don't want to put him at number three, but Freddie Mercury. I was never, I, I liked Queen, and I liked a handful of Queen songs, but it wasn't until um, Bohemian Rhapsody had come out, and then I actually started looking at, like, Queen live performances and like the whole live aid thing. How he's literally like, I don't want to say scatting into the microphone because that means something different now. But yeah. Like
0: you're talking skinny <laughs> bebop, bebop. Right?
1: Yeah, that. Not he wasn't pooping yet. Yeah. Um, but literally controlling a crowd of thousands of people to just follow him and what they did on stage was right, fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so I'd put him at number three. Uh, number two for me was Alice Cooper because he's got a hell of a stage presence. He's got a hell of a stage show, but him at his age, he's constantly changing like, I hate to say wardrobe, but wardrobe changes and outfits and different things he does on stage and he integrates himself into the stage show. So it's not just like pyrotechnics and shit shooting off behind him. Like he is a part of the show. Right. Um, as he's singing, they stagehands come out and put him in a fucking straight jacket and drag him off and put him in a guillotine and cut his fucking head off. Yeah. During the guitar solo. And then he emerges from the other fucking side of the stage. You know, like, you never took your eyes off of him. Where the fuck did he go? Like it just... Alice Cooper did a fucking amazing job. And for me, my number one... The only reason I put him at number one is because there's no pyrotechnics. There's no fucking wardrobe changes. There's no crazy shit going on. He is just the epitome of, to me, as far as I'm concerned, the last 100% unadulterated rock and roll fucking front man that can control a fucking crowd in a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, Dave Grohl. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was just typing
1: him in my phone. were you? Yeah. <laughs> That's I, so funny you said that. I mean, this fucker broke his leg on stage, and instead of canceling the fucking tour, he had them make him a Game of Thrones throne out of guitar stocks. Yeah. And finished a North American tour touring with a Game of Thrones throne and still got motherfuckers moving. Like yeah. Like Dave Grohl, with nothing flashy and crazy, yeah. Can control a fucking crowd like nobody's business. Yeah.
0: That's so funny you said that. I was literally typing his name when you said that, because okay. I was coming up with my list while you were talking.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine.
0: Because I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them now.
1: Oh, shit. So <laughs> I'll just not even
0: say Dave Roll. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was, he's a great front man. Yeah. And I, Aaron and I saw Foo Fighters a few years back, and it they were... Such a good show. I've yet to it see the Super so, so I would good, love man. to see him, man. We saw him in Columbia at the uh, I think it was the old basketball coliseum there in Columbia yeah. or whatever. Um, and that was that was really cool. We went with my brother um and his son, my nephew. Um, so anyway, forget Dave Grohl because he was on my list. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go my number five. I'm gonna say Garth Brooks.
1: Hmm. And you I I you know where I, yeah. I, I know, know I, I get, know your feelings. I get, I get it.
0: But I went and saw Garth Brooks in it was basically on a whim. Like there my brother in law and his wife, they were going we went up to Greenville to see Aaron's parents. And while we were up there, we were it was like a Friday night, we got up there and Aaron kept telling me something about like Oh well, they're gonna be going to this concert tomorrow night. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm thinking like what, what what's the concert they're going to? Yeah. And so finally they're like, yeah, Garth Brooks. And I was like, Garth Brooks is here? It yeah. um it's the Bilo Center where it's in Greenville. Yeah. And uh and she was like, Yeah, Garth Brooks is gonna be here tomorrow night. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so just out of the blue, I'm like, I wonder if there's still tickets left. And so I start looking, and I find on my phone on Ticketmaster, I'm like, I looked at Aaron, I go, you know there's still tickets left for this show? And she goes, really? I said, yeah. I go, do you want to go? She's like, I'd love to go. I was like, well, let's go. I've never seen Garth Brooks, yeah. and I think he's, like, I mean, there's got to be a reason he's, like, the number one selling solo artist of all time. Right, right. So we buy tickets, we go to the show, and I'm like, this guy, I wouldn't necessarily I don't even know if I'd maybe I shouldn't put him on the list because he's a solo artist. But as a but he
1: knows how to work a crowd. He's he's got a lot of hired guns, which yeah. ties into your fucking I mean, he knows this. how
0: to work a crowd, and this guy <clears throat> he played the very first song he played, I did not know. Okay. Right. That was the only song that he played in the entire three-hour concert he did that I did not know. Right. Every other song he played through the entire show was just
1: hits. That was like me with Elton John. Right. I told Carrie when she got tickets, I was like, yeah, I'd like a handful of Elton John songs. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't a single song he played that I didn't fucking know. And I was like, I forgot about this song. I love this song. I forgot about this song. I love this song. I forgot about this song. I love this song. So, well, and
0: Garth Brooks was the same way. And he was like, he even said in the show, like, all right, we got that out the way. That's my newest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I know y'all didn't come to hear that. I know y'all came to hear this. And he played some other song. And then he just proceeded to play for three hours. With a little break in the middle for like 45 minutes for Trisha Yearwood to come out and play.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Whose ass is getting as wide as a fucking double wide now, dude. Yeah. I mean, they
0: must really love each other, man. The fucking thick chick. They,
1: they've been together for a long time. Well, she too. got that Trish's uh, kitchen show on fucking Food Network now, so.
0: Well, and you know she started as one of his backup singers.
1: Yeah. Um. You know my favorite Garth Brooks song? What's that? I'm not a Garth Brooks guy. And the Thunder Roll. The Thunder Roll is a great song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> but
0: no, so he played for that whole time and he played nothing but hits. And then he was, dude, he acts like every show he does is the greatest show that's ever been done anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he just is like so appreciative of the people that are there to see him. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, it must be a thing. I've never been to one of his shows before that, but he people just start holding up signs, and he's just going around the room, and he's looking at signs, and he's like, yeah, we can play that one, and he, and they'll just play it. Yeah. And there was some signs that people were holding up that weren't even his songs, and he's like, ah, yeah, we're gonna, we'll give it a shot. I don't know. If we've never done this one before, but we're going to try it, and yeah. they just start playing some song, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. So
1: that's why he's in my list. That's why Dave Grohl kind of made my list, too, is because anytime you see the guy live or in an interview or anything like that, he seems like he's legitimately happy. He has not become strung out and tired and bored. He's just like, he's fucking happy. Right. Every time.
0: Well, I've I've told many people I think Dave Grohl is the last true rock star. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll Um, agree with you there. Other than the guys that were around in the 60s and are still around or whatever, but... Yeah. Um. So my number four, I'm going to say, and I'm not even a huge fan of his, but to, as a front man, you can't... It's hard to beat him. David Lee Roth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: David Lee Roth. That yeah. man yeah. had the so much energy. And, shit and He knew man. how to front a band. Yeah. He might not have been the greatest artist of all time, but the guy knows how to front a band. He I was, like
1: Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, Van Hagar... Was- <laughs> Van Halen.
0: He was full. You know, the whole idea, like, <laughs> that, you know, he's, I mean, he's cocky, arrogant asshole. Right. But he talks about how he is the party. Like, when you watch Van Halen, yeah, he was the party. Yeah. Like, that guy, he knows how to front a band. Um, my number three
1: is going to be Freddie Mercury. Okay. Um, there's one guy I hope you don't mention and if he's not on your top five I want to mention him super quick and I hope you don't mention him because I don't want to shit talk him a whole bunch but go ahead
0: okay Uh, who did I say
1: Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. Um, Freddie
0: Mercury he knew how to work a crowd I mean that guy and he had the one of the greatest voices I've ever heard Mm -hmm. the guy could sing so well but with
1: Queen man he I gotta work a crowd and a dick couldn't he uh, probably yeah, <laughs> obviously both.
0: But but no, he 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 could get the I mean you see their performance at Wembley Stadium. It was yeah. like they I mean the crowd was
1: going insane. <sighs> yeah. That was like live aid. There's like fifteen thousand fucking people there. Yeah. Like you can't see the earth through the people. Yeah. And everyone in unity. Is following his fucking directions. Yeah, singing I, like Radio you.
0: Gaga and all. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And then number two, I'm going to say Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you never seen the Rolling Stones in concert, have you? I have not. No, no. I've been to one show. I was really lucky to be able to go to it. Um, I will definitely give a shout out to my buddy Jared for that because he really hooked me up. And How am I just now finding out about this? That I went to a
1: Rolling Stones show? I've known you this long. Like, literally my, I saw pretty much my entire life. Probably f- five years ago, maybe. I never knew you went to a fucking Stones show. Yeah, in Raleigh. What the fuck? He, he got tickets,
0: and I don't remember exactly what happened. He get he invited my buddy Adam there, and I guess they were, he knew I was a big f- fan of the Rolling Stones, and they were they were going with him, his girlfriend, and Adam. And I think they were trying to figure out, like, who's somebody else we could bring with us who would really enjoy these tickets? And they yeah. were like, yeah, Brian would, Brian would love to come. And so they're like, he's like, dude, you want to come with us to Rolling Stones? And I'm like, yeah. I do. I don't, I don't care where it is. I'll go see him. Yeah. And it was such a good show. Yeah. They played in the Wolfpack Stadium. And we weren't even that close, but they had the big screens and all. But these guys, all of them, they sound exactly like they did in the 70s. Yeah. They're, they don't sound any different. Mick Jagger is, what is he? He's in his 70s now. He's 75 years old, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know
1: how old he is. That fucker's running around like he's fucking 18. Yes.
0: Yeah. Dude, he was up and down the stage all over the place, pumping the crowd up, still doing his dances and all this stuff all over the stage. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. That um, was the fact that he can still do all this stuff at 70 something years old and still sound just as good. It's yeah. like and you know, you read all these things like Keith Richards and Mick Jagger don't even get along. But they're able to, they still have that chemistry on stage with each other and yeah. you're just watching like, this is incredible to me.
1: That, that, that's why I put Steven Tyler on my list is yeah. for that similar reason as I yeah. saw them when they came through here with the Nine Lives tour. Amazing. That guy's in his fucking late 40s at that point and he's literally doing back handstand cartwheels and flips on stage and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, and to sing. Yeah. And then sit down and play the fucking piano and then it, so I, I get it. I I'm I like Rolling Stones. I'm not a huge Stones fan. I know fan, you're not, and that's but I can see that because yeah, Mick Jagger yeah, I mean, he's definitely is just he's a lunatic on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's what hypes a fucking crowd. So I get yeah. it. I get it. And my number one, anybody that listens to this show,
0: Oh God, don't uh, You're gonna probably get completely lost because this is a band Chris and I know. And I would guarantee most other people that listen to this show have no idea who this band is. I almost is. put them
1: on there. little tiny fella rides the guitarist like a bull. Yes. I almost put him on my fucking so, list. So,
0: yeah. So, there was a band. They're not even in existence anymore. But this guy, Eric Nally, uh, was the lead singer for Foxy Shazam. Fuck
1: yeah, dude.
0: And... The closest thing I could think of that anybody that's probably listening would know is that Macklemore video downtown. Yeah. He's in it. He's riding
1: in the chariot. He has the most epic arrival in a music video ever. Yes. He's riding in a chariot with eagle heads pulled by non-personed Harley Davidsons. Yes. Underneath an overpass. Right. In like downtown It's crazy. But- Yeah.
0: That music video is nothing compared to the show Chris and I went to. We went and saw him at the music farm. We were really into this one album they did, and it was called The Church of Rock and Roll. It was a great album. Um, But we went and saw them at the music farm. I've never seen a front man like this, ever. Fuck
1: no, dude. He's awesome. This
0: guy, he was all over the stage. He got on the guitarist's shoulders while he was playing a guitar solo. And played air guitar on top of the guitarist,
1: and rode him like a mechanical bull. Yes,
0: and he was doing cartwheels <clears throat> all over the stage. He was just pumping the crowd the Dude, whole time.
1: The keyboardist, you remember
0: when the keyboardist, the keyboardist crowd, surfed? crowd
1: surfed and played the
0: keyboard at the same
1: time with his keyboard, that and was, the crowd kept his keyboard within arms reach. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was just one of the craziest shows ever. You know, I've still got that uh, all those videos that we fucking shot. On yes. an external hard drive of the house.
0: I have a YouTube video of a compilation that I made.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I'll pull
0: it up and show it it's to you. It's fucking awesome. It, um but it was it was it was wild. I've never seen a show like this before. And that to me is why this guy is probably my number one front man ever. I've never seen people do the things that he was doing on stage. No. And it was such a small venue, so it was really cool because I mean, we were, what, 10 feet from the stage? Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. 10 feet away watching this guy just... You were
1: getting splashed with that fucker's sweat. Going crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that band broke up. They were so interesting. Fucking awesome. It wasn't even like... They're not the greatest band I ever heard. That first But they al- were one of the most interesting bands I've ever seen.
1: I'll say that first album they did, Church of Rock and Roll... Yeah. Was that awesome. That was actually
0: like the third album.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that... That mainstream album, yeah, was fantastic. It was so good. The one they released after that, after they kind of hit a little bit of stardom, was yeah, dog like Gonzo, shit. yeah, yeah, Gonzo, fucking terrible. Um, he he almost made my list. They almost made my list. For I don't even know reason. if you had, if you had thought of him yeah, or not, but they almost did. But the only reason I didn't is because they haven't had as many hits and albums, yeah. as the other guys on my list. And I'm so glad. So glad you didn't put Vince Neil on your fucking list. No, I'm not putting Vince Neil on my list. That guy's fucking
0: garbage. No. (laughs) I would have put Axl Rose before I put Vince (laughs) Neil. I almost
1: did put Axl Rose. Even
0: though I think uh, Axl Rose is a huge asshole, I mean, the guy was a good front man.
1: If if he played a show. When he showed up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, When he he was there.
0: If he wasn't three hours later, just decided like, oh, I'm depressed. I don't don't want to do this. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's our top five. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would like anybody that's <clears throat> hasn't. Did your sister reach give you any us.
1: insight on the, like the last top five or anything like that? I or? don't think
0: she did. What a
1: bitch! She might be a little behind on our shows. A little behind. A little behind. No, she has a big behind. <laughs> She's a big behind. I will. I would like to apologize to her husband about that comment. I will very quickly. But I've also known his wife as long as I've known Brian. So that's true. If you're really that mad about it, dude, next time you guys come over to the house, you can punch me in the face. I will very quickly read an email we got.
0: Oh, shit. From your brother-in-law. Oh, God. Not John.
1: Okay. Uh, Adam. Oh, God. Uh, I think he's got his boys at the shop listening. Okay.
0: So, he sent us an email. It says, hey... The last few episodes have been especially entertaining. I'm not sure what changed, and I'm not suggesting it was ever bad, but I enjoyed the recent stuff quite a lot. Anyway, assuming you were serious about needing top five ideas, I have a few ultra-popular bands slash songs slash movies that you hate. Yeah. Um, I'd really just kind of read that weird. Yeah. I have a few. Right. Period. Period. Ultra-popular bands, songs, or movies that you hate. Movies you intentionally skipped while in theaters, but loved on DVD, Netflix, etc. Okay. Movies that aren't really good, but you love anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he sent us that. It was just a quick little email, but I figured I'd read it, tell you. He sent it to us. Um,
1: I like Adam a lot more than I used to. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. So that's really cool. I know for a little while when they when they first got together, he didn't really talk to me that much. No. And then, then now he's 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 much more outgoing than he was when I first met him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate that email. It was pretty cool. Um, we'll probably use these. Yeah. I actually sent him back an email saying I appreciated it, and it will, you'll probably hear some more of those in the future in future episodes.
1: Yeah, because and we'll definitely throw it. I mean, to his merit too. You know, we'll give him credit for right. it.
0: Yeah, that so. was actually helpful and we're probably going to use those. So, yeah. Anyway, uh yeah. So, I'm glad we uh got a couple of ideas. And uh yeah, I guess my sister hasn't she has she probably hasn't heard any of these yet. What an ass. Like I said, she gets a little behind on some of the episodes and then she'll be like, "I'm just listening to this episode and I'm like, oh, that was like two episodes ago." So, She'll probably get to this eventually, and she'll be like, oh, yeah, I've got plenty of ideas. I'm going to text you.
1: Next year, she'll fucking hear this one.
0: So, But I think that brings us to the end of our show. So you guys can email us at societyofscoundrels at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at Society of Scoundrels. Twitter at SOS Podcast Show. Instagram at society underscore of underscore scoundrels. Uh, We have a merchandise store teespring.com slash stores slash SOS podcast. You can get our beer label tea and our original podcast art t-shirt for men, women, and kids. And like I said, last episode, I think I'm gonna get rid of these neck gaiters, but
1: yeah, fuck. Those I don't things, know. Man. We got
0: that fucking, what is it? Get the Delta, Delta variant coming yeah. in. Maybe we'll need them. I don't yeah. know. I'm
1: going to keep mine handy.
0: Yeah. But, uh, use your promo code SOS pod for $5 off your order check us out on the unhinged sports network unhingedsn.com uh they also have a podcast player unhingedsn.airtime.pro you can listen every saturday at 7 p.m. eastern standard times and replays throughout the week so uh, yeah check it out they're a good group of guys they send a lot of twitter mail but yeah i mean that's okay But uh, I guess we will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Love you.